Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, and I am joined today by Cedar Sarton. I'm here. Yes. Yeah. Yes, as always, absolutely. Um, <laughs> when y'all let me. Yeah, yeah. So, before we continue, though, I do want to remind everybody that if you want to know more about what we're doing, what we're about, you can go to engagemagazine.net where you can find uh, past podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can go listen to all the shows. That's your homework. Go listen to all of them, every one of them. <laughs> And, hey, you can listen in the car. We were on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So go check us out. And you can also find us on YouTube. You can Mm -hmm. find us on social media. So, uh, And it's not just radio. We also have lots of written content Mm -hmm. that is on the website. So if you want to go check out the articles. And I believe we have some by our guest on there as well. I think we have a few. We have a few. Yeah, Yeah, just go to the the author's page and click Chris Woodward. Chris Woodward. Hello. Hello. I, welcome. Yeah. I went all. I went all like hello. Hello. Like, <laughs> yes. This is brought to you by yeah. viewers like you. So, I think uh, anybody who's listened mm-hmm. for any sort of amount of time can will recognize you because we have you on pretty regularly. Yeah. Yes. To keep us updated on the latest news happening, things happening in the world. And uh, yes, indeed. Um, now we it's been a very busy week for us at the newly renamed mm-hmm. American Family News or AFN.net, formerly known as OneNewsNow.com. Mm-hmm. A lot of pro-life news uh, going on this week. You had uh, the Texas Heartbeat Act taking effect back on Wednesday. Uh, that certainly faced a lot of legal challenges leading up to it. Um, there was a, a local challenge. There was a, a plea to the Supreme Court. Uh, so we have been covering that this week, and you can um, check out our podcasts at AFN.net for past coverage of that this week. There's also been efforts uh, in the state of Iowa where Alliance Defending Freedom wants to be part of a uh, effort to try to overturn a pro-Planned Parenthood ruling there in mm-hmm. Iowa where the state Supreme Court basically said there is a constitutional right in Iowa to an abortion. So it's been a very busy week, and I've mentioned this before on my apparent, my appearances here. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't ever think because something is going on in a state where you don't live or work or go to school that, you know, that doesn't impact me. It does. Yeah. Because even if it's a state court ruling, lawyers are known for pointing to and making arguments out of other cases and opinions and dissents and uh, things of that sort. So don't think, well, Texas, Iowa, I don't live there. That's no big deal. It does. It will. And it's Mm -hmm. probably going to happen in your neck of the woods at some point in the very near future. Absolutely. One of the other cases that we have been following a lot in recent weeks and will uh, continue to do so is a Mississippi abortion case that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to hear in the fall term that begins next month in October. And that will be kind of the first time that we'll get a sense of where maybe Justice Barrett is on Mm. the life issue uh, when she hears a case out of Mississippi. And that involves uh, a ban on most abortions after a certain period of time and whether or not states have the right to set time frames in which somebody can have an abortion, even if the court has already said that a woman has a constitutional right to an abortion. So this heartbeat bill will will like keep abortions from happening after six weeks? Is that it? Yes. Yeah. And one of the kind of unique things about it was is that it allows private citizens in Texas to sue an abortionist Mm. if he or she knows they're breaking the law 
as outlined there in Texas. Uh, it's not necessarily a situation that we might be familiar with where a government uh, threatens to fine an abortion provider mm-hmm. or maybe pull a license for things of that sort. Uh, these would be private citizens basically taking these people to court right. as part of a broader effort to get abortion providers to actually follow the law and not provide abortions after a certain period of time. Yeah. Right. I've already seen some tweets. Of course, they've begun basically comparing the lawmakers <clears throat> and the people over this decision to the Taliban. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't <laughs> know where you get that idea. And wow. the, there's been some Handmaid's Tale comments. Yes. I've seen plenty of those, of which, I, of course, I expected. Um, I feel there's still a lot of work to do. I yeah. don't think we're done until abortion is completely gone. Right. But this is, uh, I think, a great step in yeah. the right direction. Yeah. I can't help but wonder whether The Handmaid's Tale is more famous now uh, than it was <laughs> back in the day when it came out. Because yeah. I never heard of The Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. prior to kind of you know the film adaptation and then people wearing red cloaks to uh, things involving Mike Pence and uh, yeah. Supreme Court nominees and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like new to the American landscape, but it's actually it's been around the story itself yeah. uh, that people are kind of hearkening back to. Uh, actually goes back a long time. Yeah. Uh, certainly before our time or around about the time some of us uh, were around. It is interesting. I mean, this little ra- little bit of rabbit trail, but like the little bit that I do know about that whole story is it's it's funny that people are pointing at that and saying, "See, this is what happens if Christians make dis- make decisions nationally." Mm-hmm. That's not at all what we want, right. by the way. I mean, well, and you know, spoiler alert. Um, we already know that things are going to wax worse and worse, and yeah. we're not going to be the ones like dominating and power, mm-hmm. uh, you know, powering over you or whatever else. Exactly. I mean, we already know that people listen to us less and less, <laughs> uh, and we're fine with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, we're trying to show you why it is that we should live in a certain way. Not mm-hmm. that we're better, not that we're speaking down to anybody, but we know from Scripture that we are saved by grace through faith, and it's that faith in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that God wants us to apply to our lives and share others with, or share right. with others. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't want to be in control, but we do want to live in a free country. Right. Where we're able to worship God as we exactly. as, as exactly. our Exactly. And that's why uh, we interview a lot of religious, religious freedom law mm-hmm. firms. Um, from time to time when I interview an Alliance Defending Freedom or First Liberty or Beckett or one of these groups that go to court for somebody's uh, rights to operate a business or live however they want, worship however they want, um, from time to time, Maybe even every time, I'll always get a, a comment from them like, okay, you know, somebody out there listening is going to think, well, I don't go to the same church as that person or I don't have the same beliefs as that person. But what a court says to that person impacts you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how you live and how you want to worship. So, yes, it does matter if a court does come down a certain way against a Jewish person or a Muslim or somebody else. Exactly. And I think that's that. That's why, too, when it comes to these um, pro-life um, uh, issues, seeing these precedents being made is a very exciting thing, too, yes. because we're we are we're setting a precedent that courts can say that abortion is murder, which mm-hmm. is what we believe. Right, and you know, it's all the more reason uh, you'll hear this. You've already heard it. I'm not breaking any news here, but it's all the more reason to have an actual <clears throat> judge that's going to say, okay, what does the law? require here? What does the law expect me to say here? And not just, I feel that this is what the law says, and or I don't agree with it, so I'm going to do whatever I want to, and you're just going to have to, you know, like it. One of those kinds of rulings. And Mm -hmm. we do still get those, and we'll probably still get those. We may also even get 
um, arguably disappointing rulings from people that we thought might have been good on some issues. Time will tell. Yeah. Well, um, again, prayer, um, you know, and and spreading the gospel, that is key in yes. this pro, pro-life battle. Mm-hmm. Um, do not lose hope. Um, but these are, this is exciting news. It, it is. is. It is. It is. And certainly, uh, while we are praying about those things, mm-hmm. I think it would be good if we also prayed for our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ that are in Afghanistan, yes. now under mm-hmm. Taliban control. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all heard and seen news reports about how the Taliban is reportedly, um, you know, uh, going door to door, finding out who's Christian finding out whether or not maybe you have a Bible app on your phone, and if so, you die. We, I've heard all kinds of things. Yeah. And I, I can't confirm everything that I've heard. I've not been over there. I've not seen right. these kinds of things. But when you look at what we already do know about the Taliban and how they have treated people historically, it stands to reason that some, maybe even much of what we've heard thus far, is probably accurate mm-hmm. because a radical Islamic group uh, that terrorizes people to control their lives and operate the country how they want, they're going to do those kinds of things mm-hmm. uh, to people that disagree with them. A couple of examples, unfortunate ones. Uh, CNN had a story about how the Taliban uh, removed a folk singer from his home and killed him. Oh. The mm-hmm. Independent had a story out this week that said a homosexual man was beaten by the Taliban and mm-hmm. uh, sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Uh, something called The Conversation also had a story out this week that said the Taliban sexually enslaves women and girls. Wow. So, again, I think it would be good if we prayed for um, Christians in Afghanistan uh, and certainly for their efforts to witness to the Muslims and people of other yeah. faiths there so that way they too do not live in a spirit of fear yeah. uh, and they can witness to even their persecutors in, in this case the Taliban yeah. uh, and you know we've all heard the sound bites this week from President Biden he stands by his decision to get us out of Afghanistan uh, and he clearly has a lot of weight on his shoulders I've seen people uh, we all know say, you know, I don't agree with the man and I don't agree with his policies, but I do think we should pray for him. Mm-hmm. And if you are listening to this program and you're not aware, Scripture does tell us to pray for our leaders. Yeah. And it doesn't say pray for the leaders you voted for. That's good. Pray for the yeah. leaders you agree with. It just says pray for your leaders. First Timothy 2, 1 through 4, I believe, is the uh, section that I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are required to pray for our leaders uh, in addition to mourning with those who mourn. So uh, certainly we are also mm-hmm. mindful of the families who lost uh, service members yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in the recent attacks. Um, but also I think it would be good if we just prayed for everybody, to for, for peace, for safety, and for us to uh, – for our leaders to make wise and righteous decisions on how to uh, – effectively bring about change in Afghanistan and yeah. other countries that we're involved in for whatever reason. The, and it's good, too, for us Christians as we see these events unfolding in Afghanistan and we see a radical Islamic um, regime rise up and, and take over again. Um, it's good for us to remember that on a spiritual level, on the, the spiritual warfare that's going on here, this is not a victory that you can chalk up you know, no. to Satan. This is This is... This is what 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 I can see here happening is you're going to have a lot of young radical Islamic men who are mm-hmm. members of the Taliban encountering Christians and, and, and engaging in that persecution, but seeing the reactions of those Christians um, and you know how uh, 
how uh, the story of Stephen in, mm-hmm. in Acts, he was being stoned, and how that led to Paul going on his journey mm-hmm. to becoming a Christian himself. Um, just Stephen's demeanor and Stephen's reaction to being killed for the sake of Christ. And throughout history as well, the the um, the suffering of Christians has often been the vessel through which God furthers the gospel. Right um, now, while we do, yeah, we absolutely we we grieve over the persecution that's happening, and we pray for God to end it. Um, we can be confident that persecution is not in vain, mm-hmm. and that you know even the even the evil wickedness of the Taliban might even illuminate the gospel even more right and you know i'm as you mentioned stephen i was i was thinking of an old testament example Mm -hmm. uh, where daniel Mm -hmm. who had years earlier purposed in his heart that he was going to live for god and do what god told him to do yeah you know when daniel finds out that uh some people have talked the emperor or king into passing a law that you know they can only pray to the king Mm -hmm. um daniel still goes about his business and openly prays inside his house, as he was often to do, uh, with the windows open, unashamedly praying to the one true God. And he ends up uh, obviously getting thrown in the lion's den, which was the required penalty for such a violation. And, um, you know, it was his witness there uh, to the king that led the king to end up praising God. Uh, You know, and so there are moments uh, throughout human history uh, throughout the Bible where, like you said, uh, a witness, um, someone's witness impacts somebody else. Mm-hmm. And how we respond to this situation, even here at home, thousands of miles away from Afghanistan, can and will change hearts and minds. We just have mm-hmm. to... Um, purpose in our hearts mm-hmm. uh, to live and do what God wants us to do uh, for these people and for others. And that's certainly not an easy thing. Um, when, when, when all of this was was happening, you know, initially... I mean, my reaction was not a very Christ-like oh, reaction. Oh, I know. Yeah, the human was, takes over. I mean, you you want to be like, okay, well, it's time to press the big red button and send some bombs over oh, there, right? Um, that is absolutely not the reaction that I should have had. Um, but how much more? I mean, it, it, I know I know there's people talking about what should the U.S. government, how should the response, you know, unfold and everything, but. Um, regardless of what your opinion is on a military strategy there, would it not be even better for the Taliban to be conquered by the gospel and for that to be the focus of our prayers? Oh, can you imagine, like, yeah. how fun would that podcast be <laughs> if if we had people, you know, laying down their, their yeah. assault rifles, as some people refer to them, and uh, they start, you know, bending their knee for Jesus. I mean, yeah. that would be so amazing. That's a radical idea, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, there are stories. Mm-hmm. You'll hear about this from time to time um, on AFR in the little ads, as I still call them. They're called something else here. But you'll hear ads for other um, ministries and some of the uh, positive things that uh, they've heard from uh, people that work for that ministry. And from time to time, there are people who are radical Muslims or people of other uh, false religions Mm -hmm. uh, that do end up uh, coming to Christ. I saw a story. um, It was on Facebook. I think it was. It was an actual like uh, press release that some atheist group somewhere in Africa had put out yeah. saying so-and-so is no longer the head of atheist of Somalia or whatever it was. <laughs> and it went on to say that the reason 
Joe, I'll call him Joe, yeah. left the group is because he gave his heart to Jesus. And I'm like, praise God, welcome <laughs> to the family, Joe. You know, those kinds of wow. things you don't hear about on yeah. CNN or even Fox. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's a, a privilege to get to uh, come on here mm-hmm. and talk about these things, but also to get to report them from time to time at AFN.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we do have time to cover them, certainly Afghanistan and the pro-life stuff that we began talking about today has dominated this yeah. week's uh, news cycle. But uh, every once in a while, you get to do the really positive, encouraging story uh, that uh, we do still pray is uh, out there being shared by people and maybe changing mm-hmm. hearts. That's good. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. And um, But again, I, I like the way, the direction that we've gone. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people will sit and they'll pray for just the downfall of the Taliban. Mm-hmm. And uh, you tend to forget that those are, you know, souls, living humans that were created uh, by God. Sure. And for whatever reason, they've taken a path, you know, circumstance where they were born or whatever, and they were brought into a group that is full of hatred mm-hmm. towards seemingly yeah. most other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... Uh, and, and you tend to forget in your prayers, you become so angry when you see their actions that you forget that that's a person yeah. that could be one for Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People don't want to act like it can happen, but it can. You know, who's to say that there weren't people that were aware of Saul mm-hmm. and were praying for him? Mm-hmm. And that is one of the reasons why mm-hmm. he was converted in the way that he was. Yeah. I mean, who's to say? Right. Um, you know, we already know from the book of Acts that uh, one of the apostles uh, who had been held in custody, uh, he gets out of prison, and he ends up going and knocking on the door, and it says they were praying inside yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah. And one of, the Peter, lady, yeah. Yeah, one of the ladies was so shocked, and it's funny when you read it, one of the ladies was so shocked <laughs> that it was him standing at the door that she leaves him standing at the door and goes and tells everybody else, and they're like, that ain't him, that's, that's his ghost or something, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, I can just imagine Peter like... Come on! Yeah. Like, like, you know, it's I'm, a, it's I'm not even a, supposed to be out. I love that story, too, uh, because it, it does show that even our prayers are not perfect. So these people are in there. These believers are in there and they're genuine believers and they're genuinely praying and they're praying for Peter. They do not expect at all that their prayers will be answered in that way. Right. And it's just, it's, it's, but, but God does not need our prayers to be perfect and able to, to act on these things. And so that's why it's so encouraging that we can approach the throne of God with the confidence, not in our skill to mm. pray, but in his willingness and ability to answer those prayers. Yeah. Oftentimes, I think we go into, we we approach God already thinking, you know, he's going to say no. Yeah. Or it's not going to be in the way that I want him to. Like, mm-hmm. none of us, and I'm not perfect, I've, I've done these things too, but... None of us should ever put God in that box. Right. <laughs> uh, you should allow God the freedom to say, yes, no, not right now, wait, I have something better. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, um, I think oftentimes that's why we think we prayed about something and then nothing happened or, you know, God didn't listen or he was busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we need to give God that flexibility to move about because we are the creation. He is the creator. Yeah. And as we already know from Scripture, exactly. his ways are not our ways. So we have to understand that he's going to do things in a way that we would not. Yeah. Don't don't answer your prayers for yourself before you even right. ask. Yeah. And, you know, that, that could very well be uh, a reason why um, sometimes uh, persecutors are not mm. 
just squashed mm-hmm. uh, in their efforts. It could be that there is a greater purpose for that person, yeah. even if it's to you know, change the heart of one guy with a gun mm-hmm. so that way he might help start a church with the people that he was persecuting or he might end up witnessing yeah. even at the penalty of death to one of his cohorts, if that's yeah. the correct term to use. Yeah. And, there, and, and there's doubtless many stories that, you know, of, of – People, persecutors who have come to the who have come to Christ and have surrendered their lives to Him, that we're just never going to hear about, and uh, those victories add up to, I, I believe, far more imp- impact. Yes. than if they were newsworthy, mm-hmm. you know, stories. Yeah, it, uh, you know, in Hebrews chapter eleven, mm-hmm. uh, what people often refer to as the Hebrews Hall of Fame yes. or the, the yeah. Hall of Fame, the Hall of Faith. I think yeah, some Hall people have referred to yeah. it. Um, you know, it, it gives examples to a lot of people that we're all familiar with, uh, but then it kind of ends by saying, "And there are so many others." Something along yeah. those lines. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that yeah. we meet in glory that mm-hmm. we've never heard of, mm-hmm. uh, but we're going to hear some fantastic stories, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to probably even meet the people that are in heaven as a result of their actions mm. and their faith and their witness. Yeah, it's encouraging. And I, I do love the, the way that this, this, this discussion has turned. Um, it, it is, it's a, it's a frightening thing that's happening and our hearts are heavy for the people of Afghanistan and for, of course, the, the people in America who have lost family members overseas. Yes. Yeah. But we don't lose hope. We, we continue to have faith and we continue yeah. to pray. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we at, at Engage, we have that annual Orange Letter campaign where yes. we focus on things like this. Um, ours is coming up uh, in October. October. Last week yes. of October <laughs> is the big week. Mm-hmm. So we're getting ready to write your letters to missionaries all over the world. So mm-hmm. be preparing for that. But more information is to come. It's coming. Yeah. So really excited. We're ex- we're always excited. This is such a great mm-hmm. um, project. It's one of my favorite things Absolutely. to work with. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. but. Um, one thing I wanted to add, you mm-hmm. know, don't be scared. Like you said, just kind of like put it in your mind. Don't be scared to pray for the big things. Yeah. Like nothing is too big for God to do. Mm-hmm. But then again, also don't go so far to the other side that you feel like you're praying. Like if I pray hard enough, I can make it happen. Yeah. I've had people tell me that before, like, well, just pray it into being. And I'm like, you're giving me way too much credit. <laughs> you're like, I don't have that ability. <laughs> right. Uh, that, you know, I can't manipulate God into doing what I want because mm-hmm. if I pray hard enough, you know, mm-hmm. I can pray and believe 100% that God is going to do something. I don't may not know what that is yet, yeah. but whatever it is will be within his will mm-hmm. and that I'm going to be able to accept that, whatever the answer may be, but I'm not, <laughs> don't, I don't, you know, have you ever had people tell you that before? Um, pray, pray it yeah, into being. All the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Into being. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there's all the cute little sayings that people will put up in there, you know, uh, on their walls and stuff, yeah, and right. yeah, it's it, it, there's a there's the idea out there that if you do A plus B, God will do C. Yeah, um, and there's certainly there is certainly you know promises in the Bible where God says if you obey me and if you live according to my will, this will happen. Sure, but the key there is this according to His will. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You oftentimes we still have a. Uh, I will attitude mm. while we say thy will be done. Yeah. You know. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would I would really encourage anybody tonight, mm-hmm. um, the time it takes to stream an episode of a TV show, mm-hmm. pray and read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will benefit you far greater than whatever it is that you're watching. And yeah. certainly I watch television. Uh, I play video games. I do all kinds of stuff. No. Uh, watch sports. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know it will it will benefit us mm. far more than the things that we uh, will only get temporary joy yeah. from or mm-hmm. entertainment from. 
It, it is the most important thing is to abide with God and um, and engage with those means of grace that he's given us. Yeah. Um, we only have a few minutes left, so let, let's uh, – I'm curious if you've seen how all of these things in Afghanistan have affected the um, the political outlook in America as far as are, are people angry at – President Biden, or are they directing their, you know, their feelings somewhere else? Well, I've seen mixed mixed reviews. <laughs> I would say, well, I think a lot of people are upset with him. Mm. They're not happy with uh, how the exit went. No, Most yeah. people, R's and D's, L's, mm. I's, M and O's, yes, uh, <laughs> were in favor of getting out of Afghanistan. We'd been there twenty years. Mm-hmm. We've been there half my lifetime. It was time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people were were wanting to get out. Um, how we got out and what went down, I think, is what has angered a lot of people. Yeah. You know, there were already people that don't like Joe Biden mm-hmm. for whatever reason. He's a Democrat. They don't think he won the election legitimately. Yeah. Uh, maybe they wanted somebody else to get the Democratic Party's nomination. Insert excuse here. And so this only uh, adds to kind of their anger or opposition mm-hmm. to uh, Biden. But what is w- one interesting thing is Rasmussen reports, which is a polling organization that's been around for a very long time. Uh, they had some uh, polling out earlier this week that found uh, a large number, a large percentage of Democrats uh, were thinking that Biden should resign, that he should be impeached. They, oh, wow. That uh, some of them were had concerns that Kamala Harris would do any better. Uh, <laughs> and the reason I yeah. bring it up is because it's not just Republicans. We always hear about, well, you don't you don't like me because you're from you across the aisle. In this particular case, Rasmussen reports had some uh, findings out involving people that voted for these people yeah. uh, that are now upset with them. And I, it is important to bring it up because we have the midterm elections next year. Oh yeah. Generally speaking, a sitting president will lose one or both chambers of Congress in a midterm election. Mm. Uh, and so Biden, I think this really hurts the Democrats' chances. Uh, to retain the House and mm. win control of the Senate based on um, how things have gone down. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you add on other efforts like critical race theory and defund the police and mm-hmm. other social justice situations that even moderates have issues with. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, there's a lot between now and the midterm elections, but right now it's not looking as good as it did mm-hmm. just a few months ago for the people that are currently yeah. in power. What, what, I, what I like about all that, I mean, we only have a minute left, mm-hmm. so it's not important, but what I do like about that is that it shows the American public is not as monolithic as the media wants us to believe. Right, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, you know, I say it often. John Mayer had a song like 20 years ago uh, where he talks about when they when they own the, when you trust your television, what you get is what you got, because when they own the information, they can bend it all they want. And I'm like, John Mayer was go. fake news before it was cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with just uh, about 20 seconds left in the show, I do want to encourage our listeners again. We had a great discussion on prayer today, um, but uh, take it to heart. Please, uh, like Chris said, spend some time on your knees praying uh, for peace, praying for the persecuted, praying for the persecutors as well, and also being in the word um, and and becoming well acquainted with the God you're praying to. Um, But again, until uh, next week, thank you for being on with us, Chris. And we will see you next week to continue to share truth and apply scripture.